This is Matt Peters. This is Lex Lutz. And you're listening to Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. Oh, crap. Were we supposed to do that at the same time? No. Okay. <laughs> Start the show. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of Lex and Matt's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. And on tonight's episode, we're going to be telling you some tips about how to get your home ready for the spring. Uh, we're going to have a, uh, a, a a special conversation with Chief Justice uh, Sotomayor. And uh, mm-hmm. stay tuned for a performance by Twiggy. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to make some potpourri. Um, we're going to go over that. How you can make some for your house. Really good spring decoration, you know. That's right. Waste not, yeah. want not. That's what I always say. I I agree with you there, Matt. Now, can we play some jazz? Let's play some jazz. Let's play some jazz. Just some real soft, soft, unbearable jazz. Unbearably soft. Like the Charmander. Unbearably soft. Yes. Yeah. That's really what the essence of this record is for me, I think. You know, the Charmander Bears bother me. Have I talked about this before? Please stop me if you've heard this one. I... I, you know, it's funny. I have heard this, but not from you. Okay. Oh, uh, interesting. I want to say it was Eric. Oh, okay. We got a, we got a anyway. Someone else tonight. has told me that they don't like the Charmin bears. I specifically buy Charmin for the bears that shit themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're thinking about the mechanics of what's going on there with the bears, now before we get on the mic tonight, and that's kind of why I did that bit at the beginning. I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to keep it tight. This evening, I'm gonna try to keep it clean, but no. Oh God damn it, Skype! No, no, no. Fuck! It cut out. All right, oh. hopefully it'll get better. Let's just keep going. Okay. Uh, hold on. Let me reach back here. I've opened the door to let the internet in. So. <laughs> that's how it works. That's how it works. You know, that's that's what that's what we've been missing. The internet has just not been invited in like a vampire. We can so. leave all of this in. Uh huh. And um, I can just say we're gonna switch to Zoom. Because you're fucking us over too much, Skype. Yeah. I'm mad at you. Come on, Skype. You let me down. Anyway. It could be, you know what? It could be the, the noise filter shield that I have here blocking me on three quarters of my laptop. It could be that as well. So I'm going to move that back a little bit. And now, people, I hope you understand. You're going to have to deal with this noise. If you want to hear Lex's side of the conversation, this is the price you have to pay. Hmm. Well, I want to hear about the Charmin Bears. Okay. So, so we're going to talk about shitty bears instead of, you know, me keeping it clean this evening. Because I mm-hmm. don't understand the mechanics of what happens there, right? I get it. They want to talk about how their hiney's clean. They have two different varieties of, of Charmin. They have yes. the soft and they have the strong. The red bears represent the strong. The blue bears represent the soft, right? Yes. The blue bears talking about, oh, yeah, you know, my booty is clean and stuff like that. Sure. Okay, great. In theory, that is a wonderful proclamation to be able to make. But let's talk about the fact that these bears don't have a bidet. They're covered in fur. Soft toilet paper breaks apart very easily. How are they How are they keeping these hineys clean? It's, it's, it's physically impossible to do that. How are they doing this? I, I, I you know... When this was brought up to me in a previous conversation where someone else was talking about the Charmin, the Charmin bears, yeah. I was also going, okay, okay. Um, I, I don't know. I feel like the answer to this is 
some somehow linked to does a bear shit in the woods? And you the, know, the answer is they don't. At least not in Charmin World. They have homes. They have multi bathroom homes where several bears can shit simultaneously mm-hmm. and not have to worry. Like there's there's been ads where there's been three different bears in three different bathrooms, all just having a great time, just right. settling in, hunkering down, getting ready for a nice long you know winter's nap in of the course. bathroom. So what what's how can they afford this type of housing? You know they used to live in the woods. They used to live in caves when I was a kid. Now they have a better house than me. Was it that Charmin money? What's happening here? It's that pandemic Charmin money. That's what it is. I, you know, I think Smokey the Bear did a lot for their brand, and it really just elevated them. You know, mm, mm, mm. I think they're just they're just rolling it now, like rolls of of toilet paper. Yes, I yeah. I, I see yeah. what you did there. Yeah. I wonder if no, the, I just I needed to explain it to make mm, it less funny. Mm-hmm, mm. You know, mission accomplished. <laughs> okay, good, good. <laughs> Anywho, yeah, I don't care about those bears. I don't like those bears. I don't trust those bears, okay? Anything that's uh, that proud okay. of their bottom? Okay, okay, Matt, okay. So you want to buy toilet paper that has, like, a baby on it? Yeah, yeah. You want to buy the toilet paper with a baby? I support babies. Rather, there's nothing wrong with babies, but you want to you wanna buy the shit paper with a little baby's face on it? What is this, Teletubbies? No, first fuck all, you. I'm going to get the all, bear toilet paper. It's shit tickets. Secondly, okay. I don't care about bears. Bears can 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 go oh, to the woods. They can kick now rocks. Now you're taking a stance against bears? Specifically cartoon bears ever do to you? Bears, okay? They can bears kick rocks. Bears are fantastic. They have tiny little ears. They eat salmon. I don't understand. What's wrong with you? Who using, hurt you? They're using up all the toilet paper. They always have to be reminded to roll the roll back, too. They just don't get it. After years of being spokespeople for Charmin, they're like, oh, I'm going to use this whole roll. On. It's going to be a big job. I better use this whole roll of paper. Well, they're still bear-sized. Oh, they're going to need more. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Oh, my God. Dolly Parton has teamed up with Duncan Hines. Have you heard about this? Have you seen this? How dare we besmirch Dolly by like associating her with shit bears? No, but no, no. Anyway, no. Well, this is this is to distract us from the shit bears. We're we're moving on yes. to something so, positive and wonderful. So and Dolly, pure. you posted about this in our Discord, which you guys can access Patreon.com/slash Lex and Matt. Hey um, you posted about this the other day, and I got scared because <laughs> I got a Discord notification that just said Dolly Parton. Wow. Like, a link. It was like a link, and it, Dolly was in it, and I was like, no, 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 was Meatloaf we, dead it, last time? I th- I think Meatloaf has passed in between last episode and this one because I don't think we said anything about Meatloaf at all. Oh, oh, Louis Anderson. Oh, yeah, Louis Anderson. Died in between episodes, I believe. That's true. I mean, of a celebrity statue, of course. Unfortunately, many people have passed in the interim. Well, yeah, episodes. but, you know. Yeah, that's that's really morbid, man. What a weird, What a weird metric. You know how they say, like, uh, okay, this is a really dark joke, but... There was a 
there was a U2 concert, and and Bono used to do this thing where he'd go and just start clapping his hands really slowly, mm-hmm. and he goes, every time I clap my hands, a child has died in Africa. And then somebody in the crowd shouts out, then stop clapping your fucking hands. <laughs> it's like, all right. It's a good joke. It's oh a funny my God. joke. Like, it's yeah. a great joke. Yeah. <laughs> Even. Like, <laughs> That's so funny. Dolly Parton has long been known as the queen of country. <laughs> But in 2022, she's been angling for the title of the Queen of Sweet Treat Collaborations. Oh! Last week, Jenny's Splendid Ice Cream announced they're bringing back the singer's signature flavor, Strawberry Pretzel Pie. And today, the cake mix specialists at Duncan Hines have announced the release of an entire line of Dolly's Southern favorites. Arriving this March, this Dolly Parton... What flavors are they? I'm sorry. We're going to find out. Okay. So, so, we have... Some very southern flavors. We have the southern style coconut cake. Ooh. We have southern style banana cake, which you don't see banana cake that often. So I, I admire Mm-mm. that, you know? No, you see like um, pudding. Like you see like banana pudding, you know, stuff like that. But Right, right. Mm-hmm. And then there's even like a creamy chocolate uh, glaze that she's ha- she's got coming out too. So, yeah. All right, Dolly. The coconut sounds the most intriguing out of all of those to me. It really does. You know, again, in, in box cake mixes, you know, you don't really see many banana. You don't see much coconut. But, you know, Dolly, I trust, I trust that she has a hand in these recipes. There's a picture of her with a mixing bowl on <laughs> foodandwine.com as well. So, you know, she's heavily involved in the development of these recipes. And I, I, I think she approves. Here's the thing, too, guys. If you don't want cake, you can make cake cookies. Really? You just need you just need an egg, some oil, cake mix. There you go. Okay. That there is you a, go. That is a kitchen tip from yes. Lex, everyone. You're welcome. Yes. Stay tuned for more kitchen tips from Lex. So You're welcome. I'm excited for these Dolly Duncan Hines deals. I should probably uh make some say, of these. Bake these up. Bake the these up. Do a snackulous about them. We're gonna have to see about that. Um, I mean, I want to. I want to listen to that. Yeah. You gotta have D on it too. Jeez. That's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, let's see here. So, a few stories happened this week. A few, a few various things from around the world here. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we move on, you did touch on something. So we should probably pay homage to Louis Anderson and Meatloaf, who passed away between episodes here. So, are you familiar with Meatloaf's work? How how familiar are you with his work? I'm aware of his work. I was never really a fan, but I understand his appeal. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's like, okay. Apparently he died of COVID, by the way. Really? Yeah, he hid. They, the, the, I think the family or whatever was trying to hide because he was like anti-vax and everything. Oh, I see. Wow. Yeah. And that's that's the rumor that he died of com- complications from COVID from being anti-vax. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's... um. Three very specific things I remember about Meatloaf, which I most people probably share these three things, which are, of course, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show being yes. featured in that. Um, of course, I would do anything for love, but I won't do that. You know, you hear that song. About butt stuff. Uh, yes. Yeah, obviously. So yeah. that song, after it debuted on MTV back in the 90s, they have put it on ad campaigns probably once every 
three or four years. You know, it just kind yeah. of like just pops yeah. up again. Yeah, like trying to t- sell Cheez-Its or something. Right. And then, of course, there's his triumphant role in Fight Club, the movie, uh, you know, as Bob. And that's all I'm going to say about that. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, he was in that. So, yeah, those are probably the three things that most people remember about Meatloaf. So may he rest in peace. Um, get vaxxed, everybody. You know, I this isn't time to do a victory dance or a touchdown or whatever. No, it's, you know, it's sad. The loss of human life is awful. And I don't want to bring it down or anything like that any more than we have after, of course, talking about those bears. But, you know, this can be prevented. Please get vaccinated. We've said this several times, so you know that by now. And if you're still listening, it's not going to make you stop listening because you are one of the smarties. So thank you. I was going to say, I really I really don't think we have too many anti-vax listeners and I don't think there are too many anti-vax people who are like, let's listen to that little dyke and that black guy's podcast. Like, Can you imagine just like, you know, someone who's been listening since the first episode and just like, finally this is what got me this time, like, oh, meatloaf. OK, I guess mm-hmm. I'll get vaxxed. Sure. Thanks, guys. I mean, hey, if that's the case, please write us and let us know. I'm very curious about that. But uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Louis Anderson also passed away. Uh, and Louis Anderson was one of my favorite stand-up comedians growing up because mm-hmm. he was one of those stand-ups that you could watch and you could, you know, have on his specials in front of your parents and it wouldn't be anything too, like, you know, racy or controversial and you just enjoy yeah. it at full volume. <laughs> and of course, of course, the cartoon, the autobiographical cartoon, Life with Louis, that he hosted and voiced characters on, including his dad. I enjoyed that show so much. I I thought it was one of the best of the Fox Kids shows when I was little. So, yeah, I'm gonna miss him too. And he also, so so he kind of came to the end of his life. Um, He was sick. He passed of cancer, I believe it was. Yeah. Um, And it had been known that he was sick. Um, I forgot about that once I like saw it again. I was like, oh yeah, I remember hearing about that. But anyway. Um, but he kind of he went out, I would say, the most respected he had ever been in mm-hmm. his entire career because of Baskets. Yeah. Which I haven't seen Baskets, but like he won an Emmy for Baskets. Like he is he that was the most acclaim that he's ever gotten his entire career. And I remember him talking about how it was like his mother that he brought to that role and he loved his mother and he was honoring her. So I feel like. It's incredibly sad that he's gone, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that he left on a high note, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, like for, for lack of a better word, you know, or verbiage. <laughs> so I, uh, I listened to his recent, uh, well, I listened to the episode of, of uh, Mark Maron's podcast that he mm-hmm. re-released once once mm-hmm. Louis uh, passed away. He does God, that. He, he re-released like that and Bob Saget like back-to-back, and you're like, God, we're having a rough time, aren't we here? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's always sad, but I, I admire um, Mark Maron's ability to just like go, okay, how can I honor this person? And he goes, oh, I had a conversation with him. I'm going to pu- I'm gonna mm-hmm. republish this, you know, and make sure people hear them oh, at I their best. It. And yeah. I think that's that's to me one of the one of the most special ways to honor somebody is to just share them at their best so yeah. uh, kudos to to Marin for doing that he always intros it with a little bit of a personal story about them saying hey i remember this time 
you know, check out this interview where we talked about this and he really made me laugh when he said that, you know, that sort of thing. So, yeah, but I, I enjoy Louis Anderson's work. Never heard a bad thing about him. Um, yeah, he'll be missed. He will be for sure. Yeah. So comedians, speaking of comedians, <laughs> stand-ups, have you seen Aziz Ansari's new special on Netflix? No, I haven't. So this came out of nowhere. Like, I'm not like the biggest Aziz Ansari fan or whatever. He's he's had some well, say that to your tattoo, but okay, I, whatever. <laughs> I mean, it's on my face. I can't deny it. I guess. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, he's he's had some good specials from time to time. Of course, as Tom Halford on uh on uh Parks and Rec, he was yeah. a great character. People enjoyed him. His own show on Netflix. Yeah, good stuff. You know, whatever. He had a little bit of controversy a couple years ago. He apologized for it. He came back, I thought, with a strong special after that. Uh, and and that's still, that controversy seems kind of, nothing else came out about him, no. to my knowledge. Right. And that was, even reading that was like. Yeah, yeah. But this special that just came out, it's called uh, Aziz Ansari, Nightclub Comedian. Uh, I believe it just released uh, this week, earlier this week. And it's a half-hour special, and it's just him at the Comedy Cellar, just kind of, it seems like just punching up some material, you know? That's wild. I mean, how many bigger comedians do you see doing a half-hour anymore? That's true. That's true. It's either an hour or nothing, you know? <laughs> and uh, Right, usually right. That was a- standard for years when they were running Comedy Central or HBO's traditional specials. Yeah. Mostly Comedy Central, I think. Like really, the ha- getting your solid half hour mm-hmm. was a big part of that. But anyway, yeah. So like seeing half. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. No, in fact, I, I it it was it was a little nostalgic in that regard. Like I right. I, I miss those low stakes uh, stand up specials where it'd be yeah. like, yeah, here's a half hour with like uh, Tom Segura or something like that, and it's just like, yeah, here's some jokes I have. Good, good night, and it's just you walk off, but. With these larger than life stand ups, with these with these guys who have these big personalities and have big you know, followings and stuff and like that. And they're in stadiums and yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's difficult for them to go back to that level and release something and, and make it seem like it's of quality. Like this mm-hmm. seemed very unfinished, but not in a not in a uh So there's good stepping outside the box and being a little bit chaotic or doing whatever, which is like a Bo Burham. Yeah. And then there's this, which is, from what you've told me, sounds really lazy. Right. I should say not, it's, it, it feels unfinished in a in not intentional way. Yeah. Like, yeah. it felt contractually obligated. Mm-hmm. Like, well, shit. Okay, I told, I told Netflix I had two specials in me. I did that one a few years ago. Oh, no, it's almost time. The contract is up. I got to do this so I can get paid. And he goes and he just records himself at the comedy cellar. Like, right. it, it seemed well produced to an extent like it had the you know the fancy intro and that's something that kind of gets under my skin too with these comedy specials it seems like there's a director involved and everybody involved and it kind of takes it a little bit too seriously like there's always the montage at the end with the black and white photos like here's all the funny people i hang out with and yeah here's us backstage just having a Mm -hmm. great time don't you wish you could be here like we get it you're you're living the life it's great We, we appreciate you know telling us jokes wonderful Get in there, do the quick little quirky song at the beginning, stand in front of a brick wall, tell your jokes, and get the hell out. That's all I want. 
Wow. Yeah. You are definitely yelling at a cloud tonight. hundred <laughs> percent. They're like, why can't they just be more like Seinfeld? Like, oh, okay, Matt. Jesus. Hey, Seinfeld didn't invent the brick wall. There were many, many stand-ups. Right, who- but Seinfeld is the guy who's saying we should go back behind the brick wall. Is that what he says, really? I guess no, I am an old man. No, but he's the guy who's constantly going, eh, comedy's doing this weird thing, and I don't know about that. You need to actually <laughs> write. You know, you need to do this and that. And he's yeah. not wrong, but at the same time, you know, eh. Yeah, yeah. I think more of it, you know, I'm I'm exaggerating, of course. I think a lot of it stems from the fact that, you know, a lot of folks treat stand-ups like they're wise men, you know? Like they're coming out with something to say, and it's just like, all right, so this is a man coming from on high with the gospel. You know, we've seen people treat Chappelle like that, Rogan. And it's, it's like, okay, yeah, they may have some great insights about life and the way we as humanity, you know, navigate through it, but... It's not the end-all, be-all. They're working right. through these thoughts themselves. They're flawed human beings. You know, we've discussed before how a lot of stand-up comedians, they, they suffer with depression, and they, they go to therapy just like everybody else, you know? So yeah, and a lot, lot of them answers. don't go to therapy. That's even better, right. you know? They feel like getting up there is their therapy. But yeah, there are some people who will memorize their routines and say it verbatim as if it's, it's this is what I live my life by, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's dangerous to an extent. You know, I don't think it's yeah, something like, absolutely. oh, we got to stop. We got to somebody warn the, the children. But, you know, especially with, you know, I test on Joe Rogan with people taking what he says at face value. And now. Well, that's the problem. To me, the problem with Joe Rogan is is not necessarily Joe Rogan and the shit that he's saying. It's mm-hmm. the fact that people fucking listen to him like yeah. he should not be taken as gospel. That's weird. Right. So, you know, they're trying to de-platform him, but I'm like, okay, but he's going to find another platform. The real issue here is that people are listening to him. Right. You it's know? not that easy. It's not that easy. He he would have to do something to discredit himself or get out there and formally apologize or something for people to really just go, oh, yeah, maybe he doesn't have all the answers. But if he continues on the path he's on, which is just to just focus on his own thing, not comment on the criticism unless he's got like a specific gotcha in mind about it. Mm-hmm. He's untouchable right now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I mean, he's got, there's so much money involved, you know? Right. And, uh, he started doing this on his own. He knows how to do it on his own too. So yeah. like you can't really deplatform him ever. No, you know? no, I say what you will about Joe Rogan. He's a he's a crafty guy. I mean, he's been in this game for a oh, long yeah. time. He he yeah, revolutionized yeah. podcasting in a lot of ways. You know. Yeah, he did. I mean, early on him. in our podcast, we talked about you know just certain things that he did before anybody else did the video podcasting, mm-hmm. like that whole thing mm-hmm. that wasn't even heard of. But he had people recording him and putting the video on his website as well as the audio. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, he's had a following almost as long as Howard Stern. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah, Howard Stern had a good 10 years on him, though, I think, right? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't think anyone really is on Howard Stern's level, but I agree. When I think about it, who's the closest um, as far as, like, impact? Mm-hmm. Probably him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... That, 
the payday from from Spotify just solidifies that. You know, they yeah. made that public for a reason. You know, his his fan base wants him to have that credibility, and yeah. here it is. You know, but every time I hear something from his show, and I know a lot of times it's taken out of context. It's just carved up into those pieces that are meant to make you feel a certain way, acknowledging that fully. Most of what I see of those clips, even when he's talking to a stand up, he's not being funny. He's just having a conversation with somebody. He's not trying to make jokes or entertain. It's just Mm -hmm. he's letting the other person talk and reacting it. And then oftentimes steering that conversation in a way that he wants it to go. Mm -hmm. The most entertaining portions of that, or when I see people who who who, who challenge him and right. will not let him veer off of that path. Right. Or veer onto that path, I should say. But yeah. Yeah, I would argue Dax Shepard has a similar vibe. Mm, okay. Um where you're just like, are you even listening? Like <laughs> sometimes sometimes I I do listen to Dax Shepard's podcast and I'm like because the problem with these guys is they also get really great guests that That's, no one else gets. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I would say the like the one who is, to my knowledge, unproblematic, um, is Mark Marin, who gets like the best guests on this podcast. Yeah. Um, but the rest of them, they all have their shit, you know. Uh, but yeah, like that that vibe of not really listening, trying to do whatever they want to do, say whatever they want to say. That's that's weird that they can conduct interviews with the highest people like i can't imagine that like i you know when i had uh since last we spoke and i was doing cast a day and everything i would talk to a lot of people and interview them about any number of things you know mm-hmm. and sometimes yeah we would discuss things that i wanted to talk about whatever the news of the day was or that sort of thing um because personalities it's interesting to hear what they have to say about mm-hmm. something outside of my you know realm I don't think I would ever try to steer a conversation in a way to make someone agree with me because that's fucking boring. It's really boring just to hear somebody agreeing with you for an hour, you know, or 30 minutes, however long that shit yeah. was. Because, um, yeah, I mean, if you and I agreed on everything, can you imagine how boring this show would be? No one would ever listen to us. It's the Happy Friends no. Hour with Lex and Matt. No. <laughs> we don't disagree on fundamental things. That's true. Like- the rights of others or shit like that. But are we going to fight about things like wrestling or whatever? Yeah, of course. And, and Charmin bears. Yeah. That's why people listen. The problem is is that like some of these guys are fighting about those things and you're just like, what the fuck are you doing? Mm. You know? Yeah. That's not, we don't do that. That's not up for debate. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to repeat anything that was said on this recent episode. That's really got me, you know, got under my skin, but I haven't just, listened to anything or even really heard about it. All I know is that people are upset and that um, Neil Young pulled his music from Spotify and that Neil makes me fucking mad. Young said, "Hey, I had enough of this. Like, yeah. straight up, you can, <laughs> can you? I would feel now, guilty if they lose enough artists like that. Yeah, that will affect their subscriptions. They will get rid of Joe Rogan, hundred percent. We're gonna need Crosby, Stills, and Nash to stand up <laughs> with Young once again." <laughs> <laughs> yeah and show the world they mean business <laughs> yeah i didn't intend to talk about joe rogan tonight but yeah that's kind of got under my skin for a little while but back to aziz it like, always comes back to him always <laughs> back to aziz motherfucker uh he <laughs> it just felt lazy 
And I'm disappointed that he's becoming one of those comics that's, you know, bemoaning cancel culture as his material. You know, because it's like, we get it. I understand, you know, cancel culture, whatever you want to call it, being held to standards and held accountable and that sort of thing. Yes, it does make your job more difficult in a lot of ways. Welcome to everybody else's life. That's how things work. You do something fucked up. People are allowed to make a decision based on their personal beliefs and standards, and they can either support you or don't. And if they want to say something about it on their platform, that is completely up to them. But for a stand-up comedian who's supposed to entertain me, who's supposed to come up there and make me laugh with the jokes and, and the amazing commentary on life in general, I understand COVID was a thing. It's hard to get material out of the last year and a half that's actually like engaging, but shit, man. If you want to sit up there and whine about cancel culture and how it's not fair to you anymore and how jokes are hard now. And that's what Aziz was talking about in that special. That's that's a lot of what he was talking about. Ugh, like, I'm never the, watching this. Get to the back. I can't. I don't I'm, want not, that. I'm not watching that. Never right. mind. I don't want that. I don't. <laughs> no, I'm that good. sounds like that sounds like it should have been an inside thought or a thought you share with a therapist, not a fucking comedy special. It sounds like material that he was probably working out. Like it's the comedy yeah. seller. And why do you record that? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> it's anyway, the, it's the comedy seller. Louis C.K. was probably backstage talking to him, and this influenced him. I don't know. I'm just that's conjecture. I don't want to say that as fact, but you know he's bound to pop up from time to time. And what's funny too is I should also mention the audience didn't know he was there that night. It was just you know they were there to see comedy. And then the MC got up and he's like, you never know who's going to show up here at the comedy, uh, the comedy (laughs) cellar. They love doing that. And I'm like, this crowd is either shitting themselves or like, you know, about to tweet out like, yeah, we finally got him back. They probably thought it was fucking Louis C.K. And it was Aziz Ansari. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, there was a lot of polite laughter on there. Oh, God. That sounds awful. Never watching it. It was. It was. But it's only a half hour, so, you know, it, it wasn't that big of a problem, I guess. Anywho, that happened. All right. So, Aziz's special happened. Um, apparently, they're making a sequel to Mortal Kombat. They are which making I a still sequel. haven't seen. Uh, they're making is that a, a bad sequel thing? to Mortal Kombat. A lot of people enjoyed it. I thought it was decent. Um they had some weird story elements, but it's a Mortal Kombat film. You know, what, what do you expect? There's a story? Right. <laughs> what was the story? Tear out this dude's spine or ghosts will come? <laughs> ghosts I don't know. always show up. The problem with the Mortal Kombat films is always, to me, once you finish somebody, how do you make another one? Right? Like, you rip this guy's right. skull out of his head. You ripped this guy's arms off. They were only they gave one dude robotic arms to get around that. What are you gonna do about the dude whose head you just ripped off? I don't Why know. Why don't they just make them clones? That's true. I think they did that in the game. I think well no, they made cyborgs. Like there's a lot of them who ah, are yeah, yeah. Who are like half a robot. So Robots? Robots. Yeah. yeah. And then Kano, he's got a laser eye, so he's kind of a cyborg too. Right. Jax. Yeah, a lot of them are cyborgs. Wow, yeah. Ninjas That's probably why. That was the original name. Ninjas v. Cyborgs. Anyway. Yeah, don't Google it. Don't, don't Google, Google it. Don't look it up. Don't look, don't it, look up. it up. Just trust us. 
Just trust us. <laughs> this was one of those movies that debuted on HBO Max, of course, uh, during the pandemic. And I, that's one reason why so many people got eyes on it. There was nothing else to watch. So a lot okay. of folks saw the first one. New Line Cinema's like, yeah, we're doing it again. Uh, the one and only uh, Mike Mizanin is campaigning to be Johnny Cage because he wasn't in the, the, the character wasn't in the first movie. So he's campaigning to be Johnny Cage in the sequel. I don't want that to happen. That guy's kind of weird. Who is this? I don't know who this is. Mike the Miz Mizanin. He's a oh fuck! I know who that is. Never mind. <laughs> from Real World Road Rules Challenge. That that yeah, guy. I know who that is mm-hmm. from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No. Who? Also WWE pro wrestler. But anyway, he should not be in this movie. I I am aware of that. I am aware that he is the Miz and everything like that. But I remember him from the MTV years, and that was enough. That was enough. Yeah, he's still bad. It's it hasn't changed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I believe you. Yeah. All right. Moving on. So Mortal Kombat's happening. Have you seen? What do you, do they call it? Mortal Two Combat. <laughs> two Combat Two Mortal. Right. Where do you put the two instead of a letter in there? Is it yeah. a yeah more tool combat? Possibly. Yeah. I think that's got to be it. That could work. Yeah. From the makers of Fan Stick. Right. Yeah. Ew. Wait. What? Fantastic Four, but the A is the four, you see, because... Oh, right, right, right. Okay, put the okay. four somewhere. <laughs> but it sounds weird, right? Uh, anyway, yep. Judge Steve Harvey. I don't like this, whatever's happening. Oh, man. Did you watch this trailer? No. Okay, I'm going to stand by it? while you watch this YouTube link that I put in our show notes oh, here. Oh, no. For Judge Steve Harvey. It's a series. It's a real thing. What is this? <laughs> No rogue. What? Yeah. What is this? It's part- Whose idea was this? It was his. He wanted a he wanted a judge show. He wanted some of that Judge Judy money. So he was like, you know what? ABC put me on. So. Okay, I've seen enough. Yep. I've seen enough. Judge Steve Harvey. It's part talk show, part judge show, part stand up routine. Does Steve Harvey know that he's not a judge? <laughs> There's a disclaimer at the end of the show that says Steve Harvey is not a judge nor a lawyer, but the parties involved have agreed to have Steve mediate their dispute. Decide. <laughs> I would do that. Like, people should have me be a judge. Well, here's for the best them. thing about it. And I don't watch many court shows, so I don't know if this is a common thing, but. On this okay. show, he does rule in favor of the defendants or the plaintiff, you know, for whatever monetary amount they agree on. But if Steve Harvey is moved, if you tell a story that really touches Steve Harvey in his Steve Harvey heart, he will also award additional money to you to the sum of ten thousand dollars. From the person or from, from the show? From the show, from the court. He will give you ten grand of his own money. Humans are a lot, <laughs> you know? Do you ever feel that sometimes? I do. Especially a lot these days where yes. you're just like, you are a lot and Absolutely. maybe not worth it. No, why not worth it? I don't know. This just feels like a moment where I'm like, 
I'm disturbed. I wish you could see with us? the intro to the show because there's a coat that he wears. Now, I know you've seen the trend going around where Steve Harvey is like dressed up to the nines and all these outlandish outfits and suits yeah. and stuff like that. This man in the intro of the show has on a fur coat with the collar popped walking into this court talking about, you know, I'm Judge Steve Harvey. I don't wear a robe or nothing like that, but I still look smooth. You know, just like what what is happening right now? <laughs> it's gonna run for the the rest of his life. I want it. I want that to happen. We all yeah. deserve. Is it this gonna be Americans. a daily a daily like show, or is it gonna be just <laughs> once a week? I, it's it's weekly right now. But you know how some of okay. these shows do. Like you know, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire started out as a weekly show on ABC. Yeah. And then it devolved into a syndicated daily show. Yeah, I was gonna say this seems like a like they would he would put it on every afternoon at four p.m. <laughs> right. when you're getting home from school and you're eating pop tarts or something and you're watching this going, what is wrong with people? I mean, we're starved for entertainment. There's so many things True. that had to halt production where a simple production like Judge Steve Harvey can thrive in this environment. You know. True. Um, yeah. Supermarket Sweep is doing great. Uh, Celebrity Wheel of Fortune that's in prime time as well. So a lot of these game shows where it's only like three or four people involved, they're really uh, getting that primetime spot lately. That's true. I'm sorry. That was my Lego uh, auction alert. i got to check and see. Okay. Right. Did you win one on the fucking show? I'll not, kill you. <laughs> not this time. Not this time. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. There's a new Netflix documentary. Brain Wilson? What is this? Yeah, so We Are the Champions is a Netflix documentary narrated by Rain Wilson about people who are champions in their field. Now, you may think, okay, is it like gymnastics, swimming, or something like that? Hell no. He's talking about the heartfelt story of people who participate in cheese rolling competitions Ooh. and yo-yo competitions and competitive dog dancing, you know, where you and your... I'm sorry, what? That's right. It's a competition where you what? and your dog partner dance off with other people and their dog partners. I... Humanity was a mistake. I... <laughs> <laughs> I just have, I have questions. And the most, like the first and foremost question being, who was the first person who thought of this? I'm guessing it happened back in the, like, you know, 1500s when people didn't have TVs or, or entertaining books on demand. Mm-hmm. They had nothing And they were to like, do. just dance with the dog, Billy. And they're yeah. like, Billy's really good at dancing with that dog. I wonder if we could get him a medal for that. <laughs> but the most entertaining episode, and the reason why I'm bringing it up on the show, it's mm-hmm. something that I have to get, if I had a highest recommendation, if I had a Matt's Picks recommendation that I could give a gold star and a cartoon version of me giving a thumbs up, this would be the episode of a TV show right here. Mm -hmm. There is an episode of We Are the Champions where Rain Wilson, (laughs) Dwight Stroop from The Office, Mm -hmm. is talking about the Bronner Brothers hair competition. The Browner Brothers hair competition is known worldwide. It is the number one black hairstyling competition in existence. Hmm. They're doing some wild stuff out there. If you've ever seen Legendary, if you've ever seen mm-hmm. one of those, you know, pose-offs and that sort of thing, combine that with competitive hairstyling while on stage. Oh, shit. 
it's incredible and it has to be seen to be believed it's well produced they have these it's in 4k 60 fps you have to watch this episode and that's all i'm gonna say about it if you're not intrigued by now nothing's gonna do it no i am i am i trust your judgment on this all right I, 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 maybe Kayla and I will watch this this there weekend. Maybe I'll force her to do that. <laughs> She's gonna be like, um, please don't. <laughs> it's 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 nonstop action. I'm telling you, you're gonna love it. All right. So what's next? Um, apparently, breaking news: mm. the Batman will not include Bruce Wayne's origin story. Hallelujah. Which, thank God, yeah. Jesus. Matt Reeves said, we've seen it so many times. It's been done too much. I knew we couldn't do that. <laughs> Thank God. Now, see, this restores my faith in this project a little bit more now. Yeah. That he has that that wherewithal to mm-hmm. think, hey, maybe let's not show them pearls hitting the ground. We went on about this at length last episode. Yeah. He must have heard it and decided to cut that footage out. So, yeah, he's you. a really big fan. So, <laughs> hi, Matt Reeves. Yes. Not you, Matt. And uh, Reeves, as we just call him, yeah, you know, mm-hmm, yeah. to, to reduce confusion. Um, but, yeah, that's the right call. I'm I glad mean, that he did that. He's a little narcissistic. He just he just looks up on, uh, you know, streaming platforms, uh, podcasts that have the name Matt in there. And we came yeah, out. Right. And he just he stuck Listens around. To all of them. Not, yeah. not 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 patron though oddly enough but you know no maybe maybe yet? one day yeah i was gonna say yet so well, yeah if this yeah. movie does well he can afford he can afford that 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 slaps giving rank uh, oh yeah of, yeah of patronage yeah you want to get slapped matt reeves do you want to come on down anyway we got slaps man we do. We have slaps for the right <laughs> price i'll slap you silly say you want to post up in New Orleans and have us fly down and slap you, we'll do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> we will do it. We fucking will. We will. In a heartbeat. We'll we'll do it. Yeah. I we're love, unhinged, baby. I love the fl- the fact that we're like literal hitmen. We will go yes. anywhere in the continental US and hit a man. I appreciate that we we limited this to continental US because isn't it like ten grand? that tier yeah it is mm-hmm. yeah and yet we're like no we got to stay continental u.s you know but that would burn through all of our money if exactly we you know, just yeah. the, the planning alone the time we would both have to take off of our you know unfortunate day jobs it would mm-hmm. just be yeah it wouldn't it wouldn't be a lot the math wouldn't work out so right continental okay. u.s that that makes sense continental yeah. u.s but back to the point i'm glad that they're going to give that little bit of a rest. If people have questions, I'm sure they can make a prequel to this for some reason. It's called Gotham, and you can get it on Blu-ray or digital. Watch yeah. it. I, I don't understand that. Like, why would you... I, Why would you be like, why didn't they show the origin story again? <laughs> uh, shout out to the people listening to the show who are playing the new... Pokemon Arceus, is it pronounced? Pokemon Legends Arceus came out. A6? That's the one. It's the Pokemon you can wear. Yeah. Sure. It's stylish. Your dad loves them. (laughs) My dad is a New Balance man. 
but that's neither here nor there. Distinguished, distinguished gentleman. Yes. Yeah, another level. So, how about we wrap this up? A little bit of Wall of Weird. Wall of Weird. Hey, I did it this time. You did. Wow. Read the Wall of Weird. Things are weird in 2022. All yeah. right, let's do this. All right. <laughs> this Wall of Weird comes from therap.com, W-R-A-P.com. The headline is, West Virginia, TV reporter hit by car during live shot, keeps reporting. A woman who was reporting on live local news in West Virginia was struck by a car and managed to keep reporting. Yeah. In the clip, which was captured by WSAZ and shared on Twitter, Yorgi was reporting from a water main break when lights from a car behind her got closer and closer and ended up knocking her off her mark. Oh my gosh, I just got hit by a car, Yorgi said. I just got hit by a car, but I'm okay, Tim. Tim, who was anchoring the local news broadcast from the studio, quickly responded, That's the first for you on TV, Tori. Oh, fuck off, Tim. All right, first of Tim all. Tim was fuck. I've seen this clip, by the way. Yeah. It showed up on my, um, my TikTok or whatever. And Tim was fucking weird. <laughs> there's something about that newscaster. When you get, when you get in that mode, in the studio, yeah. there's something about that rhythm of of having to speak that way where people's minds just seem to just shut off and just go in preservation mode so tim was totally just in like monotone like robot mode during this whole thing your co-worker just got hit by a car dude and you're no doing okay there tori all right well uh you keep bringing us that weather we'll see you in 10 minutes what yeah weird weird (laughs) weird dude yeah but it goes on a, mo- a woman's voice was then heard asking Yorgi if she was okay. I'm okay. Yeah, you know, that's live TV for you. It's all good. I actually got hit by a car in college just like that, she said, leaving Tim surprised. Wow, he responded. Tim, again! There's news happening on I'm your sorry. show. I'm <laughs> sorry. How much? How many times has this woman been hit by a car? You ever see, um, you know, uh, Benjamin Button, where they kept, cutting in with the story of the man that got struck by lightning like seven times yeah yeah that was that was a great running gag by the way right um it's kind of like that that. she's She's just like it's final destination but just in tiny little increments the car keeps hitting her over and over it's just it's a again it's a slap bet yeah every time she's like god didn't get me this time son of a bitch (laughs) it was too slow Because I'll see you again soon, you (laughs) son of a bitch. (laughs) I actually got hit by a car in college just like that. So she was reporting for a local college news station and got hit by a car. I'm guessing what she meant was she got hit by a fairly slow moving car in college. Maybe. Or maybe it's that same car. Yeah, yeah. I got hit by another Prius. I don't know if it was a Prius. I'm just... <laughs> that seems like the worst car to get hit by, you know? Yeah. Doesn't seem, doesn't seem great. She goes, you know, it's my last week on the job, and I think this would happen specifically to me, Tim. You couldn't <laughs> write this, man. You could not write this. <laughs> She's about to retire, and that's what happens. Tim went on to ask if she was bumped low or high. I don't even know, Tim. My whole life just flashed before my eyes. Tim. I. Tim. 
Tim wonders why he can't get matched on Tinder. I don't, man. <laughs> oh shit! You really keep up for the jugular with that one. I mean, really, you gotta be a little bit more like relatable Tim, than that. This is that, why you're Tim. gonna die alone, Tim. <laughs> God damn it, Tim! I mean, if he can't even like show empathy for a coworker who got hit by a car instead of trying to make it a bit. Yeah, sorry. I mean, Tim. yeah, he he kind of does deserve to be alone, you know. <laughs> but shout out to Tori Yorgi for taking that like a champ, continuing doing her job, being personable, being relatable, and just shrugging it off like a true G. Tori Yorgi, y'all. <laughs> and I like that it didn't happen in another country because, like, her name sounds kind of like it could be from another country or whatever. It's like, no, this was probably in like Wisconsin or something. Right. Where was, it, where was it again? West Virginia. Tori Yorgi. West Virginia. Tori Yorgi. Tori Yorgi. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And that's our wall of weird. Thank you very much. Wall of, that was a wonderful wall of weird. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. All right, folks. Well, we hope you've enjoyed this show. We hope that you have embraced the noise that we've put into your ears for the past hour. If you would like more of this, we have a substantial backlog of episodes for you to listen to right there on that service that you're listening to this episode on. If you haven't heard us before now or something anyway, follow us on the social media at Lex and Matt across the board. Make sure to sign up for our Patreon, patreon.com slash Lex and Matt. We have tons and tons of cool stuff over there for you to get involved with, including our Discord mm-hmm. server. The Discord server where all the cool people hang out. And sometimes, sometimes, people will post pictures of their dogs. Yep. Pet Thursdays. Pet Thursdays. Pet Thursdays. You should join. It's amazing. You should. What else is there to say? I, I think that's Steal it. someone's credit card and join. There you go. I didn't say that. What get are you talking that, about? Get that slaps given. Uh, I mean, we have lower I'm tiers not like, than that. I'm not like really tired and saying weird things. No. Anyway. What's up? I think you just admitted that you're tired and saying weird things. <laughs> oh. We're going to let Lex rest, y'all. Thank you for listening so, so very much. My name is Matt Peters. And I'm Lex Lutz. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. Bye.